Today, we have a conversation with Sophie Digby. And it's a slightly different podcast than normal because Sophie would not claim to be a photographer, filmmaker, or creative in the visual arts space. But she is passionate about art and she's co-founder of one of the most successful publications in Southeast Asia, the Yak Magazine. Not only that, she's a good friend and has a wealth of knowledge and wisdom when it comes to life and cultural practices in Bali and Indonesia. So we do talk quite a lot about the practices of different cultures, but also about entrepreneurship, fashion, photography, design, and much, much more. She also brought me some mint chocolates, so that's enough for me. We love Sophie on this show, and we wish she was on these types of platforms a lot more, because a character was made for these modes of conversations. So now, without further ado, here is Sophie Digby. What brought you here in the first place? I mean, give us a bit of a a concise history of your Bali but beginnings and your life. Yeah, well, I, was, I was working, um, well, I used to be a ski instructor. Oh, okay. Right. And my dad passed away and my stepmother kept everything. So I left uh, to go and find my own fortune. And, um, and I had a girlfriend who was working for the Japan Times, which is an English language Japanese newspaper. And they, they had a, a, a side company called World Eye Reports. So I went to work for World Eye Report. So then they just sent me on these amazing jaunts to, to create their supplements. Okay. So I did Montreal, I did Hungary, Sri Lanka, Indonesia twice, um, and Hong Kong. For how long in each? Indonesia, three months. Okay. Three months. And so I did Indonesia in 93 and Indonesia in 94. Three months and then 94 was five months because there was a, a lot of work and there was a big uptake in, into that supplement because it was coming up to their 50th anniversary. And I met my ex in Jakarta. He's actually from Sumatra, but born in Jakarta. And then after, I, after a while, I left. He helped me with one of the, one of the uh, projects, the last project. And then I didn't want to work with, with them anymore because it was like you move a lot in that industry. Three months in a country, you yes. get to know the culture, but you never make friends because, you, you know, it's so fast. You know, you're there, you're gone. You're there, you're gone again. So I mm, yep. so, um, lived in Jakarta for one year. And, um, and I'm not a city girl. So I had come to Bali a few times and I said, right, let's just move to Bali. So we moved to Bali. Learn the language straight away? Um, no, Indonesians loved practicing their English with you. So it's quite hard. But um, at that time, uh, Indonesian television was subtitled. So I'd hear the program in English and I'd read the subtitle. Okay. And so I was, you know. I think it was Star Trek, actually, and Family Fortune <laughs> and Family Fortune and things like that. So my vocabulary was great, but I could never string a sentence together until I had the lovely Made, my housekeeper, my first housekeeper, when she was from North Bali, did not speak English. And then bang, and I had to jump in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get yeah. a bit spoiled with the people we uh, surround ourselves with in terms of the locals. Um, they speak too much English almost. You kind of want to... It's too easy for us to not speak Bahasa, but we're learning. We're getting there slowly, much more slowly than we'd like, but we're learning bit by bit. I suggest that, you know, subtitles, which, yeah, which, a, which they don't have anymore because now they have a burgeoning TV industry, right? Mm. Um, but if you can get some past anything that's subtitled English into Indonesian or the other way around, you'll, that really kind of helps click, yeah, click yeah. a language. Oh, well, yeah. I find that. I find yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I'm too quick to go to the excuse of, oh, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I'm, you know, it's difficult for me to learn languages, which is absolute bullshit. It's just so laziness. Do you speak other languages? No. I've, I, one thing I feel like I've, well, I've probably told myself I've never been good at, not being one of my strengths, even at school with French and Germans, I just was not interested, wasn't good at it because probably I wasn't interested. So I've kind of carried that through my life and um, everywhere we've been, even Hong Kong, where we lived for 10 years, everyone spoke English. A little bit less now with a bit more of the Chinese mainland influence where English is not taught as much in schools anymore. Um, but I, I think if we moved there now, we'd, we'd be more forced to learn Cantonese or Mandarin at least. But yeah, we, we're just being spoiled. Never really felt we've needed to, which is also not an excuse. Here, we, when we came, we're like, whether we need to or not, just because we want to integrate, also show as much respect as we can and just, you know, just easier and it's more fun for us to yeah. speak the local language. I mean, once you get their sense of humour and you can give them a sense of humour, it's great fun. Plus it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can haggle at yeah, the market. True. They'll, they'll actually, very, they'll actually, and they love it. True. They love the haggling, you know, yeah, they love yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah. You've got to understand that Balinese actually are already born bilingual, you know, because they'll speak the three levels of caste mm -hmm. language, you know, high Balinese, mid Balinese and low Balinese. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll speak at least two of them. So, so basically they're kind of practically born bilingual and then they can just add English, you know, or, um, and many more languages that they speak a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, and the beach sellers, they speak like five languages. It's incredible. Oh, a bit of Japanese. They'll throw in some Swedish, you know, a few words, you know, yeah, no, incredible, incredible. Wonderful. The people here are something different. They're 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 just so special and you know we we've all in this room had the privilege of traveling you know as as a lot and uh they are by far the best people one of the nicest cultures we've ever had the privilege of of being involved with so we kind of feel like we do the place disservice if we don't make an effort to as well as integrate in other ways but certainly the language um but yeah we still haven't, <laughs> still haven't got there yet just find it difficult but no, I think, well, for example, you're a photographer. So the fact that you capture the essence, because I've seen what you, you know, it's some amazing photography that you've been doing, not just in Bali, also in Java. Um, I mean, I think that is, 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 is a beauty and that's kind of certainly a gift to give that visual respect, reverence and, and uniqueness of the culture. The idea, definitely. Yeah. And, and when I figured out that's the style, that's the type of photography I want to do. That's the the type of photography I love the most. It's not about the images. It's about actually the experiences, the process and the people that we, we meet. And, um, there are a few places that we are going back to just because of the people like, yeah, we can get photos, we can get photos anywhere. But for, for my type of photography, I want to do, and it's kind of a, I wanted to, to kind of create a love letter to Indonesia because it's certainly, I've fallen in love with this country for the, probably the last 10 years as many times as I've visited. Now we live here in Bali and are able to just go to different places. There's so much we haven't explored as well. So there's kind of that exploration we want to do, uh, revisit and just, just learn more because one visit a it's week huge. somewhere, it's huge. a week somewhere, you can't learn anything. It's huge. And it's, it's huge. so big. Indonesia and all of the subcultures huge. and yeah, all of yeah. the nuanced cultural yeah. practices cuisines is fantastic the yeah. food the yeah. the history yeah. the the yeah. practices the the yeah the just the so many different geographical landscapes yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's wonderful so we're really excited to kind of base ourselves here and um explore and explore and explore but yeah the photography is definitely a kind of a 
are giving back. Do, do meet Dr. Lawrence Blair, who I'm sure you've heard of. Have you heard of Dr. Lawrence Blair? I don't think so. So Dr. Lawrence, so Lorne Blair and Lawrence Blair, they were the boys that, that made the first documentary called Ring of Fire. Oh, yeah. I've watched that. Right. So, yeah. so he lives Amazing. in Bali, obviously. He, you know, he Does he still here. live here? He still lives here. And right now, I think he's editing his a series of his two um, for Nat Geo, I hope. And he's one of the most interesting people because he lives and loves you know, Indonesia and, and, and understands and has such a, a great education. Um, that he knows so much about everything. <laughs> oh, great. I'd love to Of Indonesian him. history of just everything. I, I didn't know he was here. I oh, yes. Him. No, no. He's here. He's here. So if he ever does a talk, do join. Or, yeah. if, he, or if you ever hear that he's running a cruise, because he sometimes is one of the, like, the you know, the resident <clears throat> master on one of these beautiful cruises that go around, like, the Spice Islands, and he'll do a whole um, story about, you know, every fort you go to, that piece of history, that book wow. you should read. And then, then he'll also go snorkeling with you diving with you and of course he's an amazing diver and knows everything about underwater life i mean you know he's a david bellamy and uh i don't know he's just one of the most wow incredible people and to listen to him and to hear him and, and know that he's been around in the 70s and do you think he'd come on the show if he's not busy possibly yeah, i think you should popular. definitely give you his number that'd be very you great. know i mean if it would tie up with with you know him being able to talk about what he's doing with with his series would be For amazing sure. Yeah, I mean, diving is another thing that we we love to do, and Indonesia is obviously a mecca for for scuba diving. So I'm I'd not love... I'm not a diver. It's no. too far from the minibar. Did you? <laughs> it's too far. Anyway, <laughs> we we've we've digressed already. Tell us tell us more about yourself. I mean, um, you know, people watching this may or may or may not not know you, but I'm sure a lot of people certainly here know of the Yak magazine. So tell us kind of a little bit about how that started. I mean, what is it? Over ten years old now. Twenty. Over 20 years old. 20 this year. Wow, congratulations. That's so amazing. when I first came to Bali back in 96, I came and I started a, a small guidebook magazine called Bali Plus. Because basically in 96, there was no internet. There was no phone, hand phones. There was no information. So there were a couple of magazines already there. I was Bali Echo, I think Hello Bali and a couple of other magazines. But there was nothing I could put in my handbag and refer to. And no maps with grids and things. So I got kind of annoyed that I'd missed an Eddie Grant concert um, because, it, you know, you just didn't find out about it. And then one of the ceremonies, I think it was the Dewa Sraya ceremony, said, which only happens once every 25 years. So I missed that. And I thought, well, we just need this calendar of events and we need quick information. So we just started a small guidebook called Bali Plus, so literally mm -hmm. 10 by 21 back pocket handbag style. So I did that with my with my with my my, my ex partner Hendra, and we did that for ninety six. And I started the Yak in two thousand three. So that's when I left Bali Plus in two thousand three and started the Yak. And the Yak, yes, it's called the Yak after the last three letters of Seminyak. So it doesn't mean Yak as in Yakety Yak. It is literally the last three letters of Seminyak, and. Um, that's why everyone wants us to do one called the goo. <laughs> it's like, okay. okay. And, um, and it was really interesting, I suppose, because we're talking about 2003, we just had the first bomb. Yep. Um, I got calls from South China Morning Post and Das Built, I think, saying, what are you doing starting a luxury lifestyle magazine after, you know, an event like that? And it never even occurred to me that due to that event, we wouldn't, or we would either. It was just, you know, something we'd already moved on from that, I think. And every, you know, Bali and everyone else's eyes was still attached to that uh, attention uh, magnet, you know. But we, it, we, the, we'd already moved on quite fast. 
They were asking you because it was maybe insensitive it was or just not, no, not a good business decision? Yeah, not a good business okay. decision. Not a, no, not nothing to do with Nobody was sensitive back in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, like was still far, everyone was still fast asleep. No one knew the meaning of the word offence. Or woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, so we started it and it was a beautiful, um, it was a 48-page magazine and uh, clipped and it, you know, um, and um, it went perfect. 60-odd? 48 pages. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, issues? How many issues now? We're on 60. This is 68. So um, it was a beautiful, it's, and it's been a beautiful journey because um, as we offered everyone a platform and a window, um, and we were very picky about about who could come in, and, and sometimes we'd send you know their artwork back and say it's not good enough or you know, or photography, go and get better photography. So we really pushed people that wanted to be in the magazine to step up to the plate, you know, and get into this big format, which is 26 by 28. I mean, so you can't take a small photo and make it big, you know, it pixelates, et cetera. And, and most of the businesses, because, you know, computers, we're talking about 2003, right? So I got my first Mac, you know, the big orange mm -hmm, block thing mm -hmm. in, in 96, second hand in Bali. And, um, and, uh, and so, you know, people weren't used, they weren't used to that size, that format, right? I mean, people are still talking about Coral Draw and Page Maker and, you know, no, yeah, in, well, no InDesign there yet. Yeah, you know, no, so, not at all. So it was really, really, a, a, we all educated each other. We definitely educated each other and everyone, uh, thankfully, and I'm really grateful, stepped up to the plate and we started making together. It's a very together um, uh, project in that we provided the window and the platform and everyone else got to put their fabulous things in it, you know. And, uh, and yeah, and it was, we, we, we all grew, we all grew in luxury and lifestyle. So yeah. And bit by bit, the yak, um, became this, um, a foundation stone of luxury lifestyle in Bali. And a lot of people, because of the yak moved here, you know, they saw it, they either opened restaurants or shops or businesses or, you know, it kind of enforced I'm not saying they moved here because of that. So you're they, the ones they, to blame for all the... No, no, that's Deus. That's Changu, darling. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm joking. Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> Didn't mean that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> joking. Um, not joking. No, well, I think progress. I mean, it's when you put progress, progress in that. I mean, I think definitely the Yak had a hand in um, in encouraging uh, the move, the, 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 the luxury lifestyle, which came with villas which came with shops which came with more tourists it came with a high-end high-end tourist you know it was definitely like slightly more what we call economic freedom you know tourists with more economic freedom less backpack less surfer you know and and obviously an answer to this influx of luxury lifestyle luxury lifestyle was built you know which means hotels and villas and other things you know and uh, yeah, and we and we very much steered away from the Balinese culture because Bali Plus, which is still going at that time, was very much about Balinese culture. So not to step on anyone's toes because Hello Bali was also Balinese culture. So we just wanted to steer away from that, from, from you know, uh, treading on other people's toes in the advertising world and in, in conversations, really. So Yep. How do you see the magazine industry at? present moment and the future of something like the Yak magazine? Do you think it's right. well, a it, dying? It's a very interesting conversation, uh, which I'm great because I'm, you know, I'm going to have it you, with you for the first time. Um, we're, I'm going to put the, the Yak magazine is going to hibernate. Okay. Right. I've got a lot of stuff to do in the next probably like eight months to a year. 
that I have to do personally. And the yeah, kind of after COVID, the team doesn't because everyone went freelance. The team isn't that core team that could run it without me being here. So um, I'll hibernate it for a year. I've got to go and move my mum. My mum's relocating to Bali, which is a lot, right? Yeah. So to relocate. And we're not saying she's coming for a holiday. No, she's upstairs. From the UK? From the UK. Okay, wow. So, you know, she's basically divesting herself of all life and, the, uh, and furniture and stuff that she she has there and moving here. Is so she she's 85. Well? She's 85. No, no, she's, she's fine. She, but, but she needs to come and live here. You know, she's in pain there because it's wet, it's damp. You don't walk anywhere. It's raining. It's, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, my, my stepfather passed away last August, so August, 2022. And, and the plan's always been for her to live here. Always. When he passed away. I mean, that's just always been the plan that she would come to Bali. So if, finally, you know, we can put that plan in motion, but it's a lot, you know, when, when, um, I helped to move out of a flat in London and that was just to move all the stuff out of the flat into the house in Dorset, right? Which was just a one moving thing. It took two weeks of heavy packing and wrapping and running things around to the, you know, the, the, the hospice or to the, you know, the, the, the shelter homes or whatever, you know. So, you know, the home, the homeless foundation. So it's, you know, I'm, we're talking about 85 years of gathering stuff Yeah, in, in, in a largish house. So it's got loads of room to kind of just, you know, accumulate things what will you do with it after its hibernation do you think you'll bring it back in in the same format or is it something you'll move to purely online or it it really it would really still work here to, uh, twice a year really really i mean already we had a list of people that wanted to come in i was going to move deadlines to january to june and then july to december those two peak times are, are good i think um oh i think very much very much for the yak it's very much still 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 a, a very good a good magazine to do. We would, you know, because we're quite niche. And that I think that's been our saving grace in the end. We're very niche. Um, we're very, very flexible to to um waves of what 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 we what we wish to create or, or what's going on in Bali and we want to reflect. So for example, this were the last um issue was the creative collective. And that's very much about, you know, the the creative people here. So and thankfully, this time round, it was fantastic because we got to cover, you know, a lot of the beautiful Indonesian people that are, that moved here a lot. A lot of them moved here in COVID, so you know we have we have a, a closer contact with them. And um, for example, the next one probably would have been about property. I know, so we're we're able to ride that wave or, or reflect that wave. Um, oh, and you know, then we could definitely say, what's going on? <laughs> you know, really, what is happening with Absolutely. this? You know, and and. Um, and I think, and I think what we were, I think we met, we were just talking, you know, before we, we started recording, um, people just have come in blinkered, blinkered. They only want what they want, which is the four bedroom villa or the house. They, they, they haven't come in for the culture. They've just come in roughshod and they just want it because it's sunny, it's beach, it's a nice lifestyle. You can have a nanny, you can have a housekeeper, you know, you have a, you know, you, which you could never afford back in your country, you know. And that's that. I think that's the that that's the difference of of the people that, you know. When I did Bali Plus, Bali Plus was very much about this ceremony, that ceremony. We had a list of do's and don'ts in the back, which was don't shove your camera in the priest's face, don't jump on a temple, do not enter if you're menstruating, don't walk in in a bikini, and all these things. And of course, once Bali Plus didn't print that anymore, then you, we get all these people running roughshod over 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 
you know, cultural sensitivities and, and religious, you know, religious rules, actually. You know, and they, they're just not interested. How? And if they're interested, they actually want to kick against them. They want to like, yeah, yeah you know, disrespect them, which I, which I always find extraordinary, extraordinary. That is a culture of our society. It's like, a, it's just this desire to rebel just for the sake of rebelling. Mm. I, I, and I, I don't get it and I don't want to pinpoint certain generations or certain parts of the world, but, you know, the, the, the kind of the spokesman for that movement was certainly someone like Donald Trump, where it's like, you call him a liar and you say, no, 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 I'm not. You know, he just, he'll literally just say, no, no, I've, I don't care what you say. This is what I think. And I think we're seeing that. I'm not saying he's, he's the problem, but we, we started All to see that. politicians lie, by the way. <laughs> of course. But he, he, They're politicians. Th there's just a kind of fuck you attitude to anyone anyone any rules or any traditions or any cultural respect i mean res i think I, I yeah. just the disrespect to the respect of the ldc and asia doesn't have that you know asia is still uh, yet i mean you know the 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 indonesian doesn't disrespect another di indonesian they wouldn't go to england and push a policeman no, right? no, no <laughs> I mean, you know, I they wouldn't, Southeast they wouldn't, climb, Asia doesn't they, wouldn't have that. they wouldn't they wouldn't climb up Big Ben and 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 take a pee <laughs> or something ridiculous like that, you know, or go into Salisbury Cathedral and 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 you know wash their face in the in the font or whatever it is, you know, they just, they just wouldn't. Um, and I think and I think it's a it's a Western. I think it's this um this me first attitude number one, and I, then I think there's a sense of entitlement. Why? Because you can get free money. Get free money. You don't have to work that hard. You just put your hand up. The government will give you something. So then, therefore, you lack respect. You know, you lose that value. Yeah, yeah. And I met Lee Ka Shing actually. I met Lee oh, Ka Shing. Yeah, in Japan when I was working for the Japan Times in Hong Kong. And I said, you know, what is what is what is China doing right that that the West is doing wrong? And he said, you're giving people money for free, and that's going to come back and bite you. Yeah. Um because the China I, doesn't give you anything for free. I mean, they'd rather not buildings now, which they're doing now, than give free money. They'd rather like waste their own money, kind of thing, rather than give away free money. Because what is the West doing wrong that China's doing right? And he said, not giving away free money. That I think that's because it was about, um, you know, there was always slightly more that those questions with those people. You really want to know their 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 thought pattern. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Because obviously from, uh, I, from from being up there, from for, for, for working in a hotbed and, and 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 living in a hotbed, which is every six hours, right? Four times in hotbeds in Hong Kong. So I think you can sleep for six hours and then you get out and somebody else gets in it. That's why they call hotbeds. Mm -hmm. So he had three jobs just to just so that because otherwise he had nowhere to go. So he just worked you know, six hours, six hours or six hours and uh, from selling silk flowers at the peninsula, right? Yep. And then obviously he must have done something a little bit more creative after that <laughs> to get that rich, right? <laughs> it must have been way oh, yeah, more I creative. Need to stop talking about China. Right. And, um, um, but I, I think. And anyway, so yes, I, I agree with you. Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia. I love Indonesians, um, have a lot of respect for their elders. They, they, they still live with their grandparents. That's the difference. Still, they live with yep. their grandparents. They're very, very uh, caring. Um, yeah, they bend over backwards for them because they, they understand that their parents bent over backwards for them as as kids. And I think a West, a West, Western, it's like everyone's trying to push granny into the old people's home or the hospice or, you know, and, and plus, you know, they get treated badly in those places, you know, 
Yeah, unless you've got loads of money. Yeah. Um, and even then. And even then, you won't wait unless you know you wouldn't know. So anyway, back to where we were about barley and respect and all that. And I and I think, uh, and cu- culturally, I think it's a shame that people have come to Bali with more of an intention to have a nice lifestyle, be able to get more for their money, more value, you know, a bang for their buck. But that's okay if but, you... But, but, and not learn about the culture. Yes. You know, I mean, it almost should be, you know, it should be a, a, a rule. And, you know, the first six months, if you want your visa, to, if you want to extend your visa after a year, here's a multiple choice question about Balinese culture. But honestly, Sophie, I don't uh, 100% agree with you, but I don't think it's isolated to somewhere like Bali. I think you see that. I mean, I travel a lot. I see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. People, especially Westerners, right? And this is a Western problem. And part of it is that entitlement. I don't know where that's come from. I think I think it's a little bit short-sighted to put it on COVID where people were getting handouts just willy-nilly. But I think it's I think it's endemic to that society, and I see it everywhere. Every country, Brits are probably the worst. Brits, Americans, Brits Aussies. Abroad. Oh my god! Oh, it's just they just they don't want they don't care about the culture. They don't they just want yeah. sun, sea, sand, and something cheap. Chicken and chips and ch- chicken and chips, <laughs> which is okay if you if you can partner that with no some paella. element of no paella. <laughs> it comes down to education. It always comes yeah. down to education. People are not wanting to educate themselves on different different ways of life and different cultures and the history of those different cultures because they just don't want it. They don't care, which is ironic because we live in a world where you can educate yourself on anything at the click of a button if you really wanted to. So I'd, 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 I'd put it down to that. And then because they're not educated, they don't care. And because they don't care, they're at like dickheads. And Bali, unfortunately, is, I mean, even we've only been here nearly 18 months and we've seen the difference just in that sh- short space of time. We probably contributed it to a little bit, try not to, but it's it's so sad and I don't know what the solution is apart from education Stop means. giving people visas. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But that's Just money. no more visas. No more visas. No more visas. Uh, I think, you know, I think if you look at Bali, uh, it, it, it ran away with itself. Its popularity ran away with itself. Um, you go somewhere like Bhutan, you know, you, in Bhutan, it costs you 700 bucks just to get in. Oh, I'd love and to then a hundred bucks a day, you have to prove yourself. And, and that's how they stopped it. I mean, that's Is how it? they don't have that, that. Did they have that problem before? No, they never had that oh, problem. Never, now, never. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Bali, you can't change. Once it's run away with yeah, you, you can't, now. you can't put the, you know, yeah. the horse back in the stable once yeah. it's galloped across the yeah. horizon, you know, yeah. it's, too, it's too difficult. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of hope for for Tabanan actually, um, vis-a-vis Badung, which is where this regency we're in. Tabanan, having looked at what's happening here in Badung, are really going to try and keep a handle on it, and they're not going to allow that kind of runaway building and that kind of runaway design and that kind of runaway. Fingers crossed. I mean, I really do wish Erwin, the king of of of, of well, not he's not the king of Tabanan. He's one of one of the regions inside Tabanan, one of the smaller regencies. You know, he's very much pushing towards cultural respect and 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 decent investment. And you know, it used to be you had to you could only build on sixty percent of your land. You had to leave forty percent mm. green, yep. and and uh, you couldn't build taller than a palm tree and all that stuff. But uh, and of the- course, we're exacerbated. The problem of traffic is because they cannot build overpasses and you might wonder why because they don't build overpasses because my private parts can't pass over your head oh is that the reason 
So this is wow. why they they put the um the offering box. You know, you see the the offerings on the ground. Those are for the naughty spirits. Yep, yep. The darker side, mm-hmm. right? And then the offering boxes here, yep. up, up in the corner, um, are for the gods. Yep. Like the deified ancestors that live in Gunung Agong. Now, usually they would never build two stories. That's why they've all, all Balinese houses are bungalows. That was going to be my next question. So yeah, what if right. you have multiple stories? Well, that's, they never had them. I mean, a Balinese architecture does not exist. Everything okay. is on a ground level. Everything. The only time you have a little higher is if, for example, if we were in a ceremony, the the Brahmins, the Brahmins, which would be your Ida Ayus and your um, people like that, uh, there were some music, Batara, whatever, I'm sorry, Buanas and all that. So your your Brahmins would sit higher than your Agungs, who would sit higher than your Wayans. So within, you know, if you go into a Balinese compound, mm-hmm. you'll see like a, a, you know, a raised platform. Yep. That's where the posh, the, the, the okay. energetically posh people sit, or that what's called nobility and, and, and religious nobility sit, and everyone else would sit lower down. And and hugely, hugely, hugely important not to get that wrong. Fascinating. And um, you wouldn't talk to them, not speaking to them in their caste language. In fact, if you were from the lower caste, you wouldn't be speaking to the high caste. You would be speaking to a middleman, usually the priest, like a pedanda or mm-hmm, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, going back to going back to yes, private parts. So they they find <laughs> they find this private parts unclean. So for example, your underwear would go in the bottom drawer. Yep. You wouldn't put your underwear in your top drawer like we do back in England. Mm-hmm. You know, socks and knickers in the top drawer. No, no, no. They put underwear on the bottom drawer and they would hang it on the bottom rung of the drying stand. Yep. And in the old days, people used to say, I've never seen it. When the rice harvest was about to happen, they didn't want anyone coming and stealing it. They'd hang knickers around the rice paddy field because nobody would go under them because that's, you know, it... it Super funny, right? That's, that's but that's one amazing. of the reasons. That's why they can't do overpasses. That's why we don't have that. over bridges, and that's why we don't have overpasses. So that my private parts go over your head. It's I've it's just thought. unclean. It won't it won't it won't happen. Not allowed. And this is why everyone goes. But why don't they do that? And culturally, that's they're not moving on that. They are not giving that one up. Absolutely not. Java, you've got these overpasses, underpasses, ring roads, Jakarta, around here, there, you know. But here, absolutely different, not. Different religion. And this is the re- this is the reason we have this traffic problem because of this highly ingrained religious fact. But actually, you know, if you're talking just aesthetically, I think I'd rather have the traffic problem than these eyesores of overpasses and concrete jungle. I mean, we don't want Bali to just become one big highway. Yeah. Um, Interesting. That's absolutely mm. fascinating. So the private parts, that really is. It's always been an interesting kind of, you know, there's two great books you should read. And they're called Sakala Niskala. Sakala Niskala. And it means the seen and the unseen. And there's volume one and volume two. And they cover everything from architecture through to magic, through to ceremonies, through to uh, cooking, through to the names and the numbers and the Balinese casts and... um you know, architecture and how every, everything is done almost with a a sense of purpose that has something to do with deified ancestors. So when you're building a wall in your house, your new wall, you only build it on the build today a wall, the good day to build walls. Yep. So you know the calendar, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So yep. the, 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 the calendar, you'll have a good day to cut your hair. Yep. 
there'll be a good day to build a wall, mm -hmm. get married, whatever. So, um, so with the Sakalia, so for example, in architecture, about to build your wall, you will get the owner of the land will do one and a half, one foot length and a half a foot length away from where you're about to build the wall, dig a hole. And in there, they'll put gold and silver and a piece of white cloth and probably a chicken's head and, and various things, all very symbolic, to Bali, to the religion, which is the Hindu Dharma, which is slightly animistic um, in its original roots and then obviously very influenced by, by Hinduism. A lot of animism throughout Indonesia. I mean, it seems to be the core kind yeah. of religion. The, it was definitely the basis of, yeah. of a lot before Islam came down. Because remember, you know, the Majapahit, I mean, it was Buddhist. I mean, look at Jogjakarta. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the biggest Buddhist monuments in the world, yeah. right? And then it became Hindu, Majapahit, right? With the, And then Islam came. So all the way from Malaysia coming down, scared the bejesus out of the Jogjakartans and they moved to Bali. So actually, if you really know that, that the Balinese aren't Balinese. Interesting. They're from Jogja. Okay. Yeah, they, they, came, they came away. They came away at the time of the, you know, the Red Crescent coming through through Indonesia. And the real Balinese, there's only two villages in Bali, Bali Aga they're called, mm -hmm. which is Trunyan, which is that, the one on the lake with the skulls under the tree. No. So there's, okay, Trunyan is, right, it's Bali. There's two villages, Trunyan and Tenganan. Tenganan is in East Bali. We went Rayla, to Tenganan, yeah. With that amazing weaving that's yep, kind of yep. pre-dyed. Mm -hmm. Wolf in the Weft is pre-dyed before they start weaving it, which is only Japan, India and there. And then Trunyan. So Trunyan, there is, it used to be an inaccessible village that you used to row to in a boat. And they have a sacred tree. And they literally, when the people in the village die, they just wrap it in a shroud, put it in one of those bamboo baskets like you see the pigs when they're going to market mm -hmm. put it there and shove that under the tree and that's it and it doesn't smell oh. and it just decomposes okay and that's it and it decomposes and when it's decomposed they just keep the skull put it under the tree and then imagine throw the rest of it into the lake trunyan trunyan t-r-u-n-y-n where is that um it's in kintamani okay we're going to check that out. We're going to oh that's that amazing i mean that's like when really you step you stand with under that tree very interesting energy and then it I bet. All these skulls that are now like moss covered or green, depending on the time of year. Um, I think it's become very touristy now. So obviously you can get a motorboat and it's not like it used to be, which was hard to get to. Mm. It used to be very, and then that's, it used to be fabulous to travel. There was absolutely no traffic and no people. Tourists, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Trunyan said, yes, going back to our conversation, Bali Aga. So those are the only true Balinese. So they are two small, tiny people. It's almost like the Red Indians being shoved into a reserve. And um, and the Majapahit came, the kingdom. So that came, and and this is where Bali started to do all its amazing stone carving, wood carving, because that all came from 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 the Majapahit. So that's how we've got all this culture and nuance to, as we were saying, Hinduism. Because before, obviously, the Aga Bali Aga were very animistic, animistic. Yeah. What is it about Bali that's kept you here for so long? I think it's the energy. I mean, you, you know, you just get off the plane, you start to go, oh, lovely. You know, everyone says, you know, it's, it's the Schumann resonance where it's resonating here way higher than everywhere else because the Schumann resonance is the resonance of the earth, but you really feel it here. The people, I think the energy, I think the fact that they pray, you know, twice a day really is, is, is noticeable in the vibration that, that Bali has. Totally agree. I mean, I got off the plane, when did I get back Saturday? The first message I sent for you was that I'm already just, I already love being back and just stepped off the plane. 
there's something about definitely the energy is actually probably the perfect word but everything that goes into that the smells the sounds mm-hmm. the, the people just us greeted with I smiles like the smells and the sounds and that obviously not circle k <laughs> yeah. lights of circle k's and, and endless pepitos <laughs> It's definitely not that. It's just an unfortunate (laughs) byproduct of today's society, I guess. Go to some good ceremonies. I mean, like like the pure Chris ceremony. So obviously not the Ketchak dance Chris ceremony that they might do down south. Go to a real one. Go to some of these really interesting um, ceremonies. Like, you know, the the Sanghyang trance, right? Where you get two girls standing there. They're totally in trance. Then they they totally. Or, I mean, the other day with my mum, just before Nyepi, we rode because uh, you know we we stayed at we did we stayed at you know here in Brower. I drove up to Sesib at turn right, right, and there you've got all these ogo ogos, right. Mm-hmm. All these, so you do that in a big kind of round O, and as you come out, there's a ceremony just by a banyan tree just before you go to the river, and there there was you know there was everyone was going into nutcase trances. It was just electrifying your hair stands on end and you suddenly write right you see because it's more of yeah i mean it's not somebody just going pretending to be trancy no, well no. i don't know but i mean that we, we you'd, saw... you'd need to you'd need to go and really i think you feel it i think i think you'd... well we felt we had that experience in java didn't we? we went and we visited shaman and i took i got some photos there but uh he he kind of i guess demonstrated but he was doing um a ceremony with a young a young man uh, who went into this trance, started eating fire, and you know, it was just—it was—it was visually, um, I guess, moving. But it's still like I'm thinking, well, you know, how do I know that he's possessed, or how do I know that he's carrying a spirit? It's like, well, you don't. It's like, but but you do. You don't either. You don't. You can't prove that he's not. Correct. Right? So so basically, I mean, it's an open question. Right? Yeah. It's like really. I think you have to really see it feel it believe it to believe it you know you suddenly go no until you suddenly go no absolutely and there's other things that happen you know things that will come up that you'll suddenly go okay that's interesting that's interesting that's yeah but it. they can be put down to coincidence most of the time <laughs> but <laughs> okay here, but that's what i'm go. saying because your son here, coming here we... to you and your nanny saying things and you feeling without, this without that, a doubt without... that's that's not that's not and, th- and then we moved when I moved back because then I moved into another house for a few years rented that house out moved back and I actually flew to to Singapore the night we moved back in and my lovely nanny who's been with me for 11 years she said she said oh she said they you missed them they just left I said who, who just left she said oh the two lovely gentlemen that were here taking care of the house while we weren't in here and they said to me oh you're back we can go now Oh, so we don't need to get anyone to look after our dogs when we're awake. No, not the dogs. On the, on the spiritual level, the energy of the house, not the not, oh, okay, not the actual okay, building. Okay, okay. They're not going to stop it from falling over in an earthquake, darling. But no, that was really, really interesting. But, you know, you have to be in Indonesia. And I think once you've been here as long as I have, which is 30 years now, 27 in Bali, um, it's, it, it's, I mean, I, I can say, I know I know it exists. And, and I, it's whatever I say to you, is not really going to change. That's what I mean. It won't change your mind until you experience it, experience it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and there will be little things because it'll just add, 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 add. And then suddenly there will be that extra drop of magic that just, you go, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, whether it's like this, uh, the gorgeous um, healer in Sese, right? The one that had that big bell. No, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I took a friend of mine there. She was about to get operated from a, from a um, stone, 
not a kidney stone, but something, a gallstone. 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 And I said, get out of the hospital. We're going to go to see the healer first before you go and do, you know, that. So she came and we went to the healer and yeah, he must have press, 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 press. And uh, she went, anyway, next day, no pain. But anyway, at the same time I went, he said, he said, do you want to get healed? I said, no, 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 I know I'm fine. And he, and he just held my hand. He said, stop with the coconuts, okay? And I went, well, I'd been drinking 600 milliliters of coconut milk, I mean, coconut water every day for the last three weeks and loving it. And I'm, it's not good for me. I'm one of, they've done, they've done a kinesiology and I shouldn't be drinking the coconut water. Oh, um, it's not good why for me. was the coconut water? Yeah, I was just doing, drinking it. Well, I don't know, for me, for some people, it's just maybe not just, my, my makeup, my so whatever. Knew. And he just said, stop with the coconut water. Is that because you were carrying a bottle of no, coconut water? No, 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 absolutely <laughs> not. I, I suddenly was going, maybe I smell a coconut. <laughs> what is that? No, 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 no. He just totally, totally knew. Really super interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I find it very interesting. Uh, and I'm open-minded enough now, I'm a bit older, mm-hmm. to at least, I'm, I am, I'm much more mm-hmm. open-minded than I used to be. Uh, so I'm willing to receive, mm-hmm. uh, it's just I haven't seen mm-hmm. anything that's going yeah, to... Gonna... I think over time, you know, over time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't believe in ghosts, although I grew up in, in a house with ghosts and actually saw a ghost and told my mother about it when I was like three. And I can't remember seeing that ghost. But anyway, I did because I ran downstairs. I said, oh, mommy, who's that lady with the ring? No, 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 it was, nobody was there. And um, and then I th- I thought no 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 I don't see ghosts because I can feel but I can't see right like like Indonesians can until one time I was renting a house at the end of Umalas near the river and I suddenly I was in bed lying on the bed I said something's looking at me and I turned the lights on and there just sitting on the door lintel was this kind of grey smoky figure almost like one of Lowry's paintings you know that you know the kind of matchstick man but but more soft, but it almost like cloud-like, smog-like, like just like not, not with the face, just no, just the outline. How many bottles of wine did you have the night before? No, I hadn't. No, trust me, trust me. Listen, so this is funny. This is funny. So everyone already told me that house was haunted and I go, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Anyway, so the next day I go and I talk to my lovely housekeeper, Wayan. She goes, oh, there's an open drain coming straight up from the river. So, okay. So I said, okay. So we put the pink rice and the yellow rice. Everything has a significance in all the things they do. And every little piece of that Chanang you see, where everything has a reason. Everything. To balance, right? So she puts that rice down there. I go to Ibu Deo. I get some holy water, sprinkle the holy water. Da-da-da. Next day, open my, and it just had reduced to that literally a small, much smaller size, much, much less intense darkness, like black. It wasn't scary. And then next day gone. And I said, you know, who was that? He said, oh, there's a, a guy that committed suicide. He fell in love with somebody who's a higher caste than him. And he drowned himself oh, in the river. Dear. And my ex had seen this and all the staff had seen this. And I, I just said, oh, you're all bullshitting me. And then till then you suddenly get, oh, that was interesting. Kind of makes sense. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't scary. I mean, because he it, it was just like, he was curious. I'm saying he, but you, I mean, it, you know, it's because it wasn't, I mean, it was a figure that yeah. looked like, I don't know. It wasn't a clear identi- no, ad- no, identifiable. No. Interesting. Well, I'm sure Fee would love to talk to you for <laughs> hours about that. Let's go back to, art. Uh, I mean, you talked about, um, I know you're very, very keen on art. You, you've obviously, you know, run a, uh, essentially a art-ish magazine, right? You feature a lot of artists in there. You obviously have 
much to do with photography and you just go and enjoy art yourself. What is, um, you know, what is your thing with art? Is it something that you have always been fascinated in? Was it something that the magazine drove you to go and learn a little bit more about? How do you see the Bali art scene in Indonesian art scene different to the, I mean, I have lots of questions about this, but pick any oh, of them. I love art. I love art because I'm really bad at it. Okay. I mean, it's just something that fascinates me that people could be, could be so talented at, right? So that I find that in, it, for me, it's fascinating. It's like watching somebody that can do something you can't do. It's always like, wow, you know? So, and um, creativity, I find, and the, the, the kind of the vision into their brain, I suppose, or, you know, whatever that is, that, that kind of ethereal, spiritual, whatever part of that that comes, comes through in art. Uh, photography, because it takes me on a journey. You know, every photo just takes me, transports, like, like, like a good book can do. You know, you can just go, yeah. you're gone, you know, and, and really good photography can do that, you know. And um, art, Indonesian art, incredible. Indonesian art, Bali art, good. <laughs> now, there's, there's so many styles, you see. So there's Kamasan style, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's so many different styles that some I like and some I'm not that much of a fan of. Um, they rip to our styles. I mean, you know, they've got the modern, the the new, the new, the new artists, the old artists. So some of those styles I absolutely adore. Uh, Putu Badil is a fabulous artist. Moko, I have a couple of his pieces. Um, he was very based on Escher, so he was very influenced at one point by Escher, and I love Escher. Um, just the way his mind worked—that's crazy, right? So you know, Escher, the the yeah, 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 the yeah, illustrated yeah. painter. Gunawan, you know, I mean, Jogja for art to me is that's the, that's the nascente. Oh, what, sorry? Jogjakarta. Okay. Is yeah, that like the yeah. nascent art spot of Indonesia? Is it? Without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. That's where all the, well, they've got the art, the art that's very trendy, it. new age city that's been. No, Jogja's the older city. It's the, it's the sultans there. Right? Oh, okay. So it's, it's, okay. The only, it's the only once independent, it basically even outlasted kind of pre interim and post-Dutch, they were always respected. Okay. The Sultan was always respected. And that's a, that's possibly the part that one city, although it was kind of touched by the Dutch, was kind of allowed to be Indonesian. I thought it was, a, I know it's a, what I meant was like new age, as in they've had a lot of money pumped into that city to to modernize it more. No, and, no, no. There's no, old money, old money. So okay. the Sultan has loads of money. They've just built a new airport. But their art was very, um, under, under Suharto, because it was a fascist regime, they weren't allowed to really have an art voice as far as a critique of the system, of the oh, government. Okay. You know, Suharto obviously being a, you know, was, you know, like Franco. Yeah. You know, that, so, so art, freedom of expression within the art world was very... Un- suppressed. Just a, yeah, very suppressed. And so when he passed away, then, 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 then you got some brilliant artists coming in, you know. The indie gorillas. Susanna from Biasse is one of the, the staunch supporters of Indonesian art. What's your favourite medium? Paintings? Photography. Is it? Oh, without a doubt. Who's your favourite photographer? God, Present know. company excluded. Right, I know, right? Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I jumped for different things. I mean, you know, really, really. Who do, you, who do you go to? I mean, I, I guess every issue is different depending on what type of images you need, but... Do you have like a core list that you, you know, repeat kind of photographers you, you know you can use and trust or are you 
you just going out there finding new photographers for whatever you whatever you want in that issue i think in the old in the old days we used to for fashion i think in the old days Ni nigel was really m mainly part of, of that part of it right and they being the, the kind of art director and and uh and and definitely in charge of that part of the content in the fashion um he would we've used many photographers actually but we have consistently used two or three over a few years and then that kind of relationship kind of moved on to somebody else and on to somebody else and on to somebody okay. else um this one this is nadia so nadia is indonesian so Love i this. think this is the this is the first indonesian photographer okay cool that we've used nadia which, which, naria, naria 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 he's yeah he's he's this guy um so and he and I, and I saw him on instagram because he is um he's an amazing he does amazing photography for edo hutabarat what's that Who's a who's a fashion designer? Oh, okay. Georgia. Yeah, that's Naria. This is him. Or that's is him. One? That's okay. him. So this issue, I really loved it because you call it Creative Collective, and I was really uh, thrilled to be able to meet Naria. Paper Moon. They're friends of mine from from Jogjakarta. Mm -hmm. They're puppets. They make puppets, but huge puppets, like you know, massive, you know, three three meter tall puppets. Paper Moon Theatre from Jogja, and um, and then Naria did his fashion shoot and then we did the lovely uh kita poleng which is you know the lovely yasmin okubo i mean that's stunning right yeah it's beautiful i like that it's outside so they're, they're all indonesians they they mainly didn't live in bali photography i mean it's obviously a you, you, interesting that you've kind of titled this creative collective because you know bali obviously has just seen an influx of creators whatever mm, you want to define mm, that as digital mm, nomads mm, mm, so as, when you said that that's creating how you, havoc maybe yeah, creating yeah. havoc is what they're doing yeah i mean i think yeah I mean, yeah i mean i think there's a lot of creative people just as there's a lot of people that are inspired to create but maybe not with their own original idea um to put it that way give me an example but, you know i think a lot of people you know come and open a fashion brand right and they'll open it and they'll um, you know, make three sizes and um, it'll practically be, and they'll get the shop next door to the next shop and the shop will look equally the same, you know. Um, because they know that, well, they feel that they, it's, they, it sells, easy, you know, it, it sells and then sell. they're, they're on Etsy and they're on this and they're on, so I mean, I, you know, it's, it's you know, are, you get, are you here for the money or the creativity? Um, but, you know, I mean, I think, you know, everyone creates in their own way. I don't think there's, I actually have a t-shirt I bought recently that, that says, you know, creativity is actually just a result of, you know, multiple inspirations that you've you've had either in your that conscious you bring subconscious into one that you bring into one focus. Yeah, so, and basically like a prism, right? You know, just yeah. you know, get the rainbow and, yeah. and it come out with a white light, you know. But it's like when you find like, the, I always say as well, there's difference between originality and uniqueness because to be truly original means that no one else has done it, it, it which is, is so rare. Because you would it's have got an inspiration from somebody exactly. anyway. You can be unique, but yeah. you still, yeah. you know, formula of yeah. different inspirations. But, yeah. you know, you can definitely see, um, you know, I, I know what you mean. I, I meet a lot of people here, newly kind of found creators, certainly in the photography Which is industry. fantastic if it works. I mean, if we look back to a lot of people that came here in the 70s, they came here and they had nothing else to do and they started making jewellery. And became some amazing jewelry people. You know, we had Jean-Francois Fischer, right? Who's just an incredible jeweler. Um, Paul Rob, he didn't make clothes. 
you know, he made rolling papers famous. I mean, that's what he, <laughs> he did. He, embed, he invented, well, he put the $100 bill or the $1 bill onto rolling papers and the, and the rainbow onto rolling roly papers back in the 70s. Do you worry about being unique with, certainly with something like this that's so kind of prominent in its, in its publication? Do you, do you worry about that or you just, you just make what you make and, and you put it out there? Because the, the, the magazine market, the publishing oh, I market don't, I is, never, is... I never worry about that because, because I suppose because I've been here for 27 years and I speak Indonesian and I have all the opportunities to meet people or see things and then I go and find those people. You know, so, so I probably have a have an accoutrement of crazy ideas and I will go for it. You know, things flash to me like when I saw his stuff, Naria's, Naria's um, photos with Edo Hutabara, I was like, that's the guy I want. And right. so then I, you know, nowadays it's so easy. You just go to Instagram, send them a message. In the old days, you know, you'd have to try and, you know, get a phone number. Do you know somebody who knows them? And it was much more complicated. Letters. Much more complicated, right? Fax machines. Fax machines. Right. Um, but I guess... But back to what the, we're talking about, the, photography. Photography for me, because it just tells... For me, it tells more of a tale. Travel photography. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Travel photography. You know, things like people that take pictures of Cuba. India. And you can travel without the, without the difficulty, right? <laughs> and the cost. Right? <laughs> you know, you know. And, and, and then you get to travel to all those amazing places that you wouldn't be able to get to on your own or you know like let's say photography in india indian photos travel photography about india incredible right? what it fascinates you about travel photography is it the people or is it the aesthetics landscapes street scenes usually it would be architecture 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 for me would be would be historical architecture well, so in India's dubai got... dubai wouldn't be my 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 my, my go-to um, travel place. photography <laughs> you know i would w any of those no but i mean it would be argentina you know for me it would definitely be either street scenes street scenes or an architecture, architecture. budapest i mean look at that gem of a place have you been to oh, budapest wonderful oh, yeah i was there three months i stayed in the gellert hotel so that was that was just like europe oh, I mean, oh just, just, and you can walk everywhere so. yeah we're missing we're missing um, my first exhibition right now, actually. Oh. It's today. Tomorrow. You have an in exhibition? Venice. Yeah. Not my own. I'm just being featured in... Uh, uh, in, a, in a multi one. In a multi one, yeah. Right, wow. Um, which I just couldn't make it with my work schedule. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Venice, Italy. Oh. Right, you see, I, bet, I don't know. It's die very well. for. Um, I did one weekend in Rome and a I mean, couple of days in Milan. So the architecture, awesome. Florence and right. you know, just Tuscany generally and... The wine scene and the hills and the architecture and the people uh, and the coffee and the art. The right. art scene is just ridiculous. Right, yeah. it's, just, it's just it's just kind of overloads on beautiful scent. I mean, yeah. and it's a beautiful overload on sen sensorial, yeah. right? Whether yeah. it's food or but that's what that's why I, I like yeah. Bali as well. It's just the, yeah. the sensory yeah. overload with everything. But, yeah, um, Bali going up north. You must go up north. You have to head north. North is beautiful. Go up the Pupuan Road. It's just stunning with all the rice paddy fields and the little valleys and. You know, travel, travel. You must travel out of this. Oh, we have. Yeah, we've, like we've, tourist there are there are a few corners of Bali we haven't quite been to yet. Right. But um, yeah, we're we're making our way. We're making our way around. I mean, we're not. We've only been here probably six months of the year that we've actually right. lived here. So it's kind of we're trying to give ourselves a little bit of um leeway with that. But yeah, we're we're Stay working away on from it. Waterfalls. We're working. <laughs> way too crowded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 influencer scene is as frustrating as the content creator scene here but um 
that's oh, and a, dangerous. Different... I mean, you know, falling over backwards and killing yourself just to get the selfie at the waterhole yeah. or the blowhole of Nisa Dua or something. Well, now there are companies that actually were created for influencers to get influencer shots for Instagram. So, oh, God, it's just oh so the, the influencer guide. Yeah, guide. Yeah, so they'll pick people up at the airport and give them a week's tour of Bali, all the hotspots for the, their influencer photos. Like, kill me now. Um, but that is, I mean, it's a funny, it's a funny um, and unique and new kind of a job, be, be a section, segment of people, society, yeah, and you Promotion, can't really medium. condemn it, right? Because it's a no. job. It's the way it's way a yeah. lot of people earn yeah. Yeah. earn their money. It's just the way, and, and it, it's basically a magazine page on their page, right? Yeah, but it, the problem is, it brings people into a country where they don't need to respect the culture. They should, but they don't. They just come in to hell bent on getting use, to that, squint, yeah, to that swing for, with the red dress. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's just, and, and unfortunately, that's just exacerbating the whole. Uh, the whole so that's issue. not the kind of travel photography I like. Although I love some influencers' <laughs> photography, and especially Iceland. Come on, I mean, go it's and been see overdone some. Now though, but yeah. uh, but you know, to go, I think. I mean, for me to go and go oh. and see the Northern Lights and jump on one yeah. of those boats and and see icebergs. You know, that would be just for me. I mean, travel, yeah, the orcas, travel we, for me would be just. We had a trip to see the orcas in November 2020 um, that we were so excited about in Norway. And uh, obviously COVID happened. We, we cancelled that. But yeah, we, we need to get there. Lovely. Um, beautiful part of the world. People there are lovely. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? Um, travel photographers and travel influencers, photog yeah. Travel photography. I mean, there are some just oh. incredible photographers out there yeah. with travel photography. Um, but it, And that is a saturated market in yeah. itself. But and because, nowadays you can AI it, right? Oh, well, that's going to be my next question. <laughs> where, where, where does uh, the Yak magazine fit with AI? Is AI going to be kind of a big part of this? I mean, because you can generate images, generate copy, make anything up that you want to make up, uh, edit, design. Does, is that, have you even thought about that? Is that um, uh, possibly right? Copy, edit, possibly. I mean, I'm not sure that their, their style of editing is really that good. I don't know. I mean, chat GTP, um, it's kind of, um, chat GTP, I think it's super useful if you give it the right, the right uh, input, right? Yeah. You have to give it the right um, prompt. Prompts. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've definitely recommended it to many of the PR people from hotels because they used to send me such interesting newsletters. I'm going to call it interesting. Um <laughs> Because you just wouldn't know where to start to try and edit. You just, I mean, you know, you just have to like, I mean, you couldn't unravel okay. what they're trying to say. So I definitely recommended them to use it. Absolutely. I said, before you send me a, a newsletter, prompt, use chat GTP and then send me something I can work with because otherwise it was getting very hard. And to this, and now of course everything's way, I mean, you know, chat GTP, it's like, how many more adverbs and, and adjectives can you shove in a sentence? It's just like, fuck <laughs> Yeah, it's like you can read a whole paragraph and you could, you none know, of it nestled yeah. and whatever. It's everything yeah. keeps nestling yeah. everywhere. It's like, geez, how can it nestle? It's Make flat. it more literal. It's flat. <laughs> it's flat. You can't nestle on flat. You know, it's a paddy field. It's flat nestled in the paddy for bushes. I mean, it's like, but anyway, but you know, at least you can, you, you can, you can un unpick that and then, and rewrite it. And, and, and then you, then you rewrite it to your style and add a few words. Uh, with photography and images, I, I imagine it's, we wouldn't, I don't think so. No, God, absolutely not. I don't think so. It's nice to hear. No, not images. Um, uh, writing possibly, because at the end of the day, writing, and it depends. Obviously, I think we'd, I think we'd do both. I think probably a lot of the advertising 
sponsored sp- sponsored writing we would we would use we would use ai um and maybe the 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 sponsors would provide ai images because i think that's the next step or the probably the first sector of the photography industry to I be i don't think they would i mean what, what, i mean when you say uh, what you're going to how how would you do an ai image of your own hotel bedroom surely it's just easier to take the shot um I mean, you're going to have to take the shot I mean, how, I mean, how would yeah, you how maybe. would you generate an AI image of your own bathroom? Um, well, what you could do is, and you could totally get an get an initial photo, right? You know, and just keep and that, then, in oh, right. bit, and then you go plug that in and say, put some flowers in the corner, make it different color, right? Do, you improve know, the, do improve some more the dramatic quality, lighting, right, right, all that right, kind of right. stuff. But yeah, I mean, but then but that's, I mean, that, that, that's photo editing, sweetie. <laughs> that's not that's not. Yeah, but it costs right. costs and it takes longer. You know, yeah. mid journey is like yeah. five minutes yeah. and free yeah. essentially. But I, I think more like um, even a lot of fashion, f- fashion photos, you know, you fashion photos because you're going to save so much money. You can put pluck Milan in the back and then yep. Lake Como in the other one and then yep. da, 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 and have them sitting down yep. and turning or apparel on. images, like some photos of some, some sneakers, me, some me shoes. Pers- me personally, absolutely not. I mean, I don't I, probably because my 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 creativity isn't great, and then the, the fashion photographers is. So I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be using AI. No, I, I mean more with sponsors. I think people who want I to advertise, we, like let's say you want to advertise a pair of Nike trainers, like it would never you, come you in the yak. Need... It wouldn't be in the yak because Nike doesn't exist here. So, oh, okay. So our only, our, our sponsors are only ever connected to Bali. Okay. And the people that were in the magazine only ever connected to Bali. But just an example as yeah. as a sponsor. Yeah. You know, there's a there's that that is in terms of photography, not not necessarily yeah. the act, but photography that's definitely yeah. a sector I think will oh, start to erode. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I think I think that that's you know, no, no that especially yeah. they save money and then they can change the tick to blue, red, you know put whatever they want on it, you know, put Michael, you know, whoever's shoe it is and, you know, whatever I know. I think that's going to be interesting. So, yes, I mean, well, I mean, that's tough for, tough for anyone in that, in that, in that industry, right? Yeah. It's like anything, you know, the industries will, all, a lot of industries will change. People will. Except, except you've got to understand when you do that, there's no backstory. There is no uh, mise-en-scene. There is no stylist that can, so, the, so all you have is that one shot of flat. I mean, it has no. authenticity. No, no, well, I mean, you've got, but also you've got no. Then you've got no. You've got no. You've got you've got zero um, content to yep. go with that photo. Yeah. So I think definitely, I think it'd be a mix of both. I think definitely it'd be a mix of both that you will have the product shots for the catalogs. I think where 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 photographers will lose out is in catalog shots. Yeah. But not in fashion shoots. I don't think so because where's the backstory? Unless you create the backstory. Yeah. Right. And and same with travel photography and things like that. It's that a lot of the images are based off the experience, the process, the story of that place, those people, whatever. So anyway. I think with AI, I think it's, you know, I think the yeah, the more it learns and once it does hook into to today's age of of of, of internet, yeah, it's just gonna be hard to to know what's AI and what's not. Right? And it'd be nice if there there was the global law, it has to have an AI watermark. Yeah. It's you coming. know, like like such and such or whatever whatever photo you know that it's got that watermark that you cannot remove yeah um and that, that would be nice so that we'll that's where i think cryptography comes into it with with the blockchain and those kind of networks that can have un you know questionable proof about authentication right. so that's a different conversation tell us a little bit about yourself sophie if i was to ask you something like if you could choose any one dinner guest to have 
at your table, alive or dead, who would it be? Dr. Lawrence Blair. Would it? <laughs> oh, without a doubt. All right, now without I definitely want to meet him. Without a doubt. I mean, he just, I mean, just fascinating, fascinating. I mean, you know, I grew up in Ireland. We had Peter Sellers living next door and, and you Did know, you? everyone goes to these, oh, it must be so interesting to live next to some, most of these people actually, because they're actually very quiet at dinner and they have to be in a character to be interesting. So some people, a lot of people say, oh, I'd like to be with that person. But basically, if, if, if ever you want to sit next to somebody who's a dinner guest, who's an actor, they're not usually the people you think they are. They're usually just not. So I always tend to go for, you know, A, people I know and B, people. Um, it's a nice answer. And, uh, but, you know, people that you know, live, lived and loved, you know, as opposed to uh, moved into into a character, which, which most actors obviously do. You know? Yep. What about kind of, uh, what brings you joy? What would be a perfect day for you? Are having a uh, having a plane ticket to go to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> so Cuba, you mentioned yeah, it before. Is that something like been, a bucket list been, destination? I haven't been. I haven't been. I speak Spanish, right? Because I grew up in Spain. So yes, it's definitely. But I'm, travel is a bucket list because I've been here for twenty years with deadlines. Right. Always deadlines, meetings, deadlines, meetings, deadlines, meetings, deadlines, meetings. For, you know, every three months, and you know, up until COVID, and then, and it's just like. You know, so this part of that, you know, putting 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 the yacht, you know, just to, to move it into into dormancy for a second is also not only for me to move mum here is is for me to go and kind of shake off my deadlines and 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 not have any and you know and and, and literally not be worried about that you know because yeah. you know you're always kind of thinking ahead oh, I always got Jim and got to talk to him and I don't know and so your whole brain is is always focused on the next yak you know so. So I kind of just want to go. <laughs> just to liberate yourself. A little yeah, bit. absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's such a strong brand and, and let the world unfold and let's, you know, and then let's see how, how, how it, how it would, you know, come back, you know, once mum's here and all that. And I've, you know, cleared my head a bit and then, and then, you know, kind of reconvene, reconvene. So, Everything okay? Okay. Hold that thought. In international school, because he was too young to go to Montessori. I liked the up until six, the way of teaching of Montessori, Mary Montessori, who's Italian. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I liked that. But after six, you know, if you look into if you look into the history of anyone, you know, that really got anywhere, very few of them went to Montessori up until eighteen. So then I put him into the Changa Community School, the CCS school. Um, Bali's super difficult as as a good educational point because a lot of the teachers just come here for their two years. They do two years here, two years Vietnam, two years this. So it okay. kind of lacks that, that the deep rootedness of, of this teacher's been here for 30 years. You know, that kind of, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that goes, that moves with you every mm -hmm. year, that geography teacher or that history teacher that you might either love or hate, but, you know, there is that consistency. Yeah. And, um, and, and, the, and the style of teaching. So, you know, different teachers have very different styles. And I think it'd be quite confusing as you grow up. Very much so. You know, then I remember his handwriting now is, is, is shite. But, and that's totally because at Montessori, they did joined up writing and they forced him to unjoin it at, at Changu Community School. Why? And I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't even realize this was going on, right? Mm. Because, you know, because, you know, you don't kind of like look over everyone's shoulder and, and, they, and, and he's five, so he's not telling me, you know, so I didn't, you know, I didn't really know. And I think, you know, at that time, you know, we're talking about, you know, he was like, you know, so what would be now, it'd be 2008, he would, he would have been six or seven. And um, 
yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great education, but I was here. My work was here. Um, they were still finding their feet as far as the school, even though it's super expensive. Everything came home on a photocopy. I couldn't understand. How can you be as expensive as my boarding school? And I used to get books there and I just get a little photocopy. So I used to get contact. Yeah, I didn't really get on with the school. Okay. You know, I found, I found it, I found, I found, you know, I, I thought they could have done better. But it was a young school, you know. I mean, I, I you know, I suppose I come from an English background. Um, I had a governess to the age of nine, went for one term to one boarding school, left, had two more governesses and went back to Sherburne when I was 12. So I've had a great education. Sherman, was, there was okay. a Sherman School for Girls. I mean, it started back in the 1800s. Mm. It was like solid. We had amazing um, equipment, biology labs, chemistry labs, dance halls, home economics, everything. And then, of course, you know, then you come to CCS and it's, and it's literally, it's, it's very much like prefab. So um, I think the education was a bit like that too. Um, hard, I think nowadays with this new school, they've come out in Nuanu. I think that's really exciting. I loved the green school, but my son said absolutely no way. He wouldn't want to go to, you know, way too many creepy crawlies. <laughs> it's in the middle of the jungle, right? You know, so, um, but right now he's studying business studies and mediation in, in, in a college in Melbourne. And he, I sent him to Melbourne, actually. He went to McKinnon in Melbourne from the age of 15, 14 and three quarters okay. to 18. Yeah. And throughout his life, so for the last 20 years, you've, you've had, Yak has basically been your full-time gig. You've been, you know. Yeah, he was, he, yeah, he was, that was 2003 and he was born in 2001. When, when, if you bring this back then, is that, do you think you will, you'll go back to working on it full-time or is there an option for you to bring uh, someone else in? Uh, yeah, no, no, I think, I think I'd definitely bring someone else in and I would like much more to, to suggest ideas, you know, or suggest people. You know, I think my role should be much more suggestion. Um, I think that, you know, definitely my mindset, you know, I'm about to be 60 next year, right? So, um, you know, to, to, to keep appealing to a readership, yeah, one, one needs to uh, not be me anymore, no. you know? Hire an influencer. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. We are the, we're the original. You influencer. are the, you are the, the original, original influencer. influencer. <laughs> there you go. That's the tagline for this episode. <laughs> the original influencer. Yeah. The first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, no, I mean, I think, you know, I think, I, you know, as times change and as, as, as uh, different tastes and habits and, and needs and eccentricities of other mm. people come, come through uh, from the younger generation, it needs, it needs to have a, a different focus. Plus I wouldn't know anything about it. Right? I mean, you know. Yeah. There's got to be a point where yeah. you, you, well, I'm just, I'm just distanced from that. Yeah. I mean, disconnected I'm just, with the, you know, the... I mean, I really. I'm, yeah, I'm just distant. I'm just distant. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not on, I'm, I'm, I don't tweet, tweet, X, tweet, X, X. You know, I've never been on TikTok. I mean, like, God forbid. Oh, God. Um, what I find is really interesting because in China, they're showing people lots of educational TikTok things and, and dumbing us down in the West. I think that's rather smart. Um, so, no, I mean, I think, you know, it's time for me to kind of like go travel. You know, go and see the world through my eyes and not through the photographer's eyes. Right? Wonderful. So, um, yeah, so I'd definitely like to consult, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it full time. Get yourself to Cuba. No, no, no you, I don't think, you know, you need new people. I mean, you know, you need new people. You need people that, you know, I, I don't want to be the oldest person in the room when, when we get invited to the, the marketing, you know, thank, thanks to all the, you know, publishing companies and it's 15, 20 year olds or 30 year olds. And there's me, you know, twice that age. 
it's like, no, I just think it's not. It's not, you know. Where, what kind of advice would you give to that younger generation that want to get into the publishing industry and do something like this? Was it one or two biggest pieces of advice? I think to anyone that wants anything in life, it's become a salesperson. Whether you want to be an artist or whatever, basically become a salesperson. Trust in the passion you've got, but become a salesperson. How do you become better at sales? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I no, tell please how, tell me. I need, I know, I need it, to get better. Experience. <laughs> experience. How do you become better at, at sales? I, I suppose, number one, you've got to have a product that somebody wants. So you need to go and find the person that wants the product. You know, find the niche, find the niche, find the gap. Are they, have they got a gap? Yeah. Then you go see them. They'll need it, right? Solve a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We, um... And you're, or, or, or you're, you're promoting them. You know, you're, you're their window. I mean, I think, you know, if it's something like this, you know, you've got to be the best window you can be and then, then people will come. But if, you're, if your window doesn't have the right lighting, you know, it doesn't have the right, it's not on the right street, it's not, it's not you know, it's not distributed properly, not presented properly, then, then less people want to be in your window. I mean, you look at how, how much do people pay for being in Harrods at Christmas or Selfridges Probably at Christmas? Millions. millions. Just to be on that window. Why? Because it's in the right location. It's beautifully lit. It's a whole story. People will hang out and it gives their brand, je ne sais quoi, kind of snobability or something. You know? Well, and Harrods have built that brand into yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, so, and I think that's, that's, what, that's what, you know, as a magazine, if you want to do a magazine or any kind of... Um, marketing for people you know it's a promotions for, for, for companies i think with the yak the, the the positive thing about the yak is it, the, the size you know i mean it's so much more so much more elegant size like that than to see hit that photo on here right i mean it's and the and the, and the shine of it and all that so well, i'm like that yeah. with print just generally prints yeah. and yeah and, yeah vinyl uh, and vinyl, new, newspapers like vinyl, right? i mean when did yeah. i stop reading newspapers god ages ago yeah i don't yeah. see any newspapers anymore yeah but I, mean, I grab one if I see it. Yeah. A Jakarta Post, or even if it's in Indonesian, I'll try and read it. So it's always this balance, isn't it? You don't want to be outdated. You yeah. want to stay trend, but you also yeah. want to be true and authentic mm, mm, and mm, real. Mm. It's, it's, it's a different, difficult balancing act, I guess. I mean, for us in the Yak, these pages don't shine, right? So there's no reflection. No so gloss. you could sit next to a pool, get a suntan with your cocktail in hand and, and just quickly slip, go, through the, go through the pages and it's got a nice weight to it. You know, whereas this is, it's, you know, you don't want to get it wet. Da, 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 and it's like, nah, it's dead. Where are they distributed? Where do you mainly sell them to? Uh, uh, Hotels to Periplas, Gramedia and all that. And then, then yeah, li limousines, executive lounges, posh places, penthouses. Um, the, this because we've gone, we went from being quarterly to biannual. So this is, this, this, this copy's out until November. So we distribute, continuously distribute throughout November. Right now, we've uh, really pushed our distribution into Jakarta, Jogja, Surabaya. We've always sent to Singapore. Batam now we're going to as well because there's more Indonesians coming down. Right. Whereas before, you know, we used to have it like Hong Kong, first class lounge, Cathay Pacific, uh, France, Lufthansa and all that. And we could never get on, on inboard or on board because it was too heavy. On board the planes. Yeah, I want. I always really? wanted. It, I always wanted it to go on board, but it's eight, no, it used to be eight hundred. Now yeah. eight hundred grams. They took. They removed one olive from first class or something. Did they? Across, across an air, airline, and they 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 took it like lightened the plane by four hundred kilos yeah, or something. Made them a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, just one olive out of the you know whatever it was you know yeah. and saved them, saved them, saved them petrol. Rate. And yeah, the other day I sat next to like a hugely morbidly obese man who probably paid the same amount that I did, which just frustrated me. That's a different conversation. Yeah. 
Here's a tradition we have on the on the show. We we um I know you're familiar with these conversation cards, but I'll ask you to pick one and then I'll put you on the spot. If you just choose don't look at it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. No, okay. No, don't look at it. Don't, okay. Okay. That doesn't let you cheat. This is shocking. Oh, okay. Um if there was one singular idea that had the most profound impact on your life, what would it be? Idea, so not product. Idea. Well, I guess a product is an idea, right? I'm not sure. What's the most singular idea? Sorry, could you read that again? Idea. See, I think it's more ephemeral yeah. than that. Let's have a look. There was one singular idea that had the most profound impact on your life. What would it be? Of oh, freedom. Being able to be free. I mean, but yeah. I mean, what to, does to me define leaving, freedom? Le- leaving home. I can leave home. That <laughs> that's was, freedom to you. Being able to move wherever you yeah, want to move to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the most singular, most, I think, for anyone, really. Mobility. You know, freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. I, as, I, a, as an idea. I think as a, as a, as a, as a, as a product, I mean, it's got to be a pair of skis, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I ski, I used to ski a lot. So that, to me, if it was an idea as a product, I mean, to have invented skis and ski boots and you know, anything, skiing was just, you must miss it. I haven't done it in 20-something okay. years. Okay. So, It'd be interesting when you do, do in, in it. My, how... In my brain, I do a lot. Like, I dream. I do. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I dream. I do. But, um, yeah, so now I think, you know, my, my I do no exercise, so I'd be in real trouble. Well, when you go to Cuba, you've <laughs> got go to go. The, I'd go down the baby run and go, oh, my God, not good. Need to go to the bar. Yeah, his tires. Right. Well, when you go to Cuba, you have to go through the U.S., right? So just stop in the US, go like right. winter time. Right. Yeah. Good New you Zealand can or both. Japan, right? Yeah. 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 Japan. I mean, Japan's great, but it's the, the you don't have the upgrade ski that you have in the right. US or Europe. And Spain. You, you no, Spain. That's that. I mean, I went, I was skiing in the south of Spain. So that was the best upgrade ski ever. 5 p.m. till 5 a.m. in the morning. Cool. And then you just get up and go and teach again. You just yeah. be with it and on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah unfortunately, yeah. we're not as young as we we, no, we used to be. No, 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 indeed. I'm going to finish with one that I. So what, yeah, I was going to say what 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 was one for you? What was one of those ideas that that? Um. Well, it depends if it means your own idea or someone else's idea. If there was one single idea that had the most, yeah. Um. Mm, the most profound impact. I would say f- photography. I mean, it's not an idea, but it was an idea that I would like give it a go. And um, it's changed my life. And, uh, you know, even this podcast, the idea to have this podcast, uh, I'm absolutely loving it. And it's, and it's made, I think even in the short time that we've been doing it, it's definitely made me a better person. Another idea to move to Bali could say the same thing. It's made us better people, even in the short time that we've we've spent here. So, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, the most well, city some, living versus village living. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not a city. Not Who a gave city. you your first camera? Or did you buy it yourself? Uh, my parents. I mean, you were talking Kodak disposable cameras. You know, the old right. wind click. Yeah, and then go and get them developed. That was my first kind of. Well, wow, this is this is kind of cool, but I didn't really take to it when I was that young. Um, I bought my first camera, my first like proper digital camera in Tokyo. Bought a Canon. It was called a Kiss X7i. Actually, I think it might have been with you for um, 
didn't know what I was buying. It was just like, oh, I just want a digital camera. So yeah, I've I, I've always been proud of that. I mean, my parents gave me so many things, but in terms of photography, yeah, I I bought my first proper camera. Um, so would you say you're self-taught? Autodidactic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did one um, photography-wise. I did one workshop. Uh, I didn't do it. I I participated in one workshop, which was the catalyst that made me. A ho- well, I was still a hobbyist, really, but made me kind of an in- inquiry into the skills of photography towards. Okay, I actually want to do this as a hobby, routinely learn more about it. But yeah, since then, just self-taught. Um, Obviously, because I mean, your portrait's incredible. Your lighting's amazing. I mean, I, and, and obviously, you're doing portraits for people here in Bali, like families and kids, and yep, and things like that, as well as your as well as your cultural. Yes, um, we have to be careful with that. Certainly, since uh, since the whole kind of crackdown on photographers here. So the the studio stuff, I can only direct. So we have, uh, I have someone, an Indonesian girl who, who's essentially the photographer. She, she comes in and does the studio shoots with me because I'm not legally allowed to, to do that. But the, the personal, the passionate I mean, I think project, it's the, the stylist is the one that makes the shoot look fabulous. So, absolutely. So, and I, mean, I just, I can direct, like always, so I can, right? I can pose yeah. them and, yeah, you know, yeah. look after them and, and help with the, yeah, the yeah. photography, she, but she's the one that actually right, presses right, the, right. yeah. So, um, well, how lucky yeah. for her! She must be learning a lot. She is, and uh, yeah, she's great. Like, uh, she's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, she 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 learns a lot. We're doing some, want to do some workshops as well, which again is a kind of tricky area. It's like right. how how much can I do on those workshops? Can I teach or can I just right. direct? So it's all this kind of stuff we're figuring out. Right, right. Um, and, and and exhibitions, exhibitions, any exhibitions coming? Um, up? I just it's been on my list for so long. And I don't, I don't know enough people in that world yet right. to to kind of tap into and try and go and get exhibited. Other than just kind of outreach, uh, right. just cold, cold calling. But I'd love. I to think some that. of your some of your stuff looked great in the Four Seasons. They used to have a beautiful little gallery. I oh, did they? Four Seasons. Yeah, yeah. They used to. And they, everyone used to. They used to invite everyone for the cocktail party. I mean, it used to be art, not photography. They used to do. But um, yeah, no, I'll put definitely put you. Yeah, I'd love to see your stuff in a, in a, in a in a in a gathering in a small gallery and. Yeah, something, you know, just beautiful because you've got some gorgeous, gorgeous images. Thank you. you know? I just started a, to release a new series that we did in um, Salaya, South Sulawesi, the Bajau people. And uh, it wasn't 100% what I wanted because I wanted to get them the the real indigenous Bajau in uh, Sulawesi in their stilt houses, like, literally living on the sea, living in their boats. Right. We the couldn't gypsies, quite yeah. make it work. Yeah, the sea gypsies. Yeah. We couldn't quite make it work logistically. Um but what we found actually was almost better in Talaya, a beautiful, beautiful island ruined by a, a trash problem. Um, but that's a, that's another conversation. But the, the photography we had there, the people were, were amazing. So I'm, I'm just at the moment, I'm building and I want to do this longer project on Indonesia. There's so much I want to go and do. And I don't feel like I'm ready for any type of, I'd love to have a book, you know, in, in a few years time. I'd love to, all of this, all of these images. Because behind all these images, I'm trying to piece together a certain type of cohesion that's going to tell this narrative, tell the story of basically Indonesia and all of the the culture that lies within every little place, all of the history, all of the movement, all of the the wars, all of the 
the types of people that have moved across various parts of Indonesia. Um, the transmigration, thanks to Suharto. Absolutely. Right. He got people, he let him, he, he pushed people, he said, take your two kids, so you can't take more than two, your husband and wife, and move to Sulawesi or move to to different island. Because it's called transmigration. Okay. So his aim was to repopulate different places. Got it. Yeah. Well, and you, yeah, I guess you yeah. can see that. Right. Um, move Christianity around a bit, move the Hindus in, move the Muslims down. Yeah, so transmigration was very interesting. And I went to this incredible island, Blitung. Right? Blitung, it's, I don't know, it's, it's quite famous. There's this um, Andrea, who's an amazing uh, book writer and film called Laskar Pelangi, which is like the Rainbow Mafia. Uh, and, rainbow uh, Mafia. The Rainbow Mafia. It's just about a, a poor school and a rich school and, and, the, and the kids and how they interact. It's a very interesting film. And um, you go there, right? So this island is like halfway to Singapore, like in the middle of nowhere. It's called Blitung. And it's called Blitung. It's an aluminium mining that Australia came and totally decimated. That's why their, their aluminium company is called Billiton. Okay. Billiton. Anyway, so you go there and um, and suddenly you get there. So you're driving around da -da -da, in the middle of nowhere and suddenly you come around the corner and you've got two Balinese gates, right? With PLN, sponsored by PLN. So you've got the PLN side, <laughs> two Balinese gates, and that that's the, that's the Balinese encampment, you know? And it was just like, what, oh, what's wow. this? And they said, oh, this is part of the transmigration. So it was, it was, I mean, Bali kind of, when it goes abroad, it's so obvious, right? You know, it's like yeah, it's so gates, distinct the from gates, any the other. The gates, the yeah. gates, you know, it's just, yeah. oh, you exactly know. Yeah. It's Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we've got lots of, I mean, my gosh, Indonesia to travel is huge. It's kind of overwhelming. And, and at the moment we, we can only do bits at a time, right? It's, I'd love to just get a boat. Someone pay for the boat. The mentor-wise, you've got and to do the mentor-wise. Already because, done. Oh, you've done the mentor-wise, right. Where is she? There's a, there's a few spots right, around. Right. Um, I'd like to go back because when I went there four or five years ago, I was, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a much better photographer now than I was learned a lot so i'd love to go back if possible to the same family i visited because they were they were fucking brilliant um but what a what a fascinating and there are many types of i don't know what you'd call them like cohorts of cultures that are like that right um that i don't even know yet and that's so I, i'm you know i'm super the badui, excited to, the badui is one the badui outside jakarta i think it is but Dewey, I yeah. did that before the mentorize actually right, right. um they're a little bit um, you didn't get into the to the inside, did you? I did. Oh, wow. oh no, no, no. Yeah, because they have I inner and outer. I, yeah, yeah, they had yeah inner and outer. I got into the I was obviously in the outer, couldn't get into the inner, and I was like, um, yeah, I need to get into the inner. So I yeah, there's another place I need to go back to. Quite touristy, um, whereas the mentorize not. I mean, you know, to get there is three days travel, you know, and six hours on a canoe and all that kind of stuff with loads of photography equipment <laughs> weighing a hundred kilos. You definitely have to talk to Dr. Lawrence Blair because he did that basically in the seventies. Yep. They actually bought, oh, I don't know, we're taking a V8 ca a camera, you know, like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Wonderful. Just incredible in the seventies. They yeah. had to wait for the trade winds in yeah. Singapore. They had to wait three months or Amazing. something to wait for the trade because nobody had engines. No. You know, they were literally the trade winds. So it's incredible Amazing. history he's got. Yeah, That's proper traveling. Yeah. yeah. Proper yeah. traveling. Pioneer stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, Sophie, what a, what a pleasure. What absolutely an absolute fantastic. pleasure. Thank you so much. 
Um, I am going to leave with one qu- leave you with one question and put you on the spot again. But this is one I picked out earlier because I, I kind of like it. And with your, I guess, experience in Bali, especially, but with being a successful businesswoman, um, the question is, what do you promise to do to make our world a better place? What did I promise to do? Is this, hopefully it's something I'm doing consistently and now, I mean, yeah. throughout, are uh, inspire and support people that are doing amazing things. Like Gary Benchgeeb, who's doing, uh, you know, Make a Change World, which is his river cleanup. You've got the Eco Mantra Boys. Any, anything of any, any group or any single person that's really um, doing something to improve, definitely, mainly on nature, the eco problem we've got. Um, do you know, do you know Joseph, the recycling little kid? Yes. Right. So, so, so this is what I do in the background and, and I, I will always continue to do this because I think it's important because me personally, I don't think so, but I think to inspire and support, to really support, you know, mentally support as well, you know, um, and always look for opportunities and pass them over and find, always connect, connect people. Um, there was this guy, um, I can't remember, and he was, he was, he would, there was a casting call for kids to do, go and do a workshop with him in a, in a documentary um, in Europe. And, and the casting call had finished. But anyway, I got onto Instagram and I saw it. So I got on and I had this conversation with him. And like I said, no, no, you, you know, he's, he's, he's Indonesian. You know, you need this problem to be brought to Indonesia. So you need this Indonesian kid. Da, da, da. Anyway, so he got a call and he's part of the documentary which is coming out in about six months. Cool. All stuff like, you know, I mean, I think it's important that everyone, if, if there's an opportunity and you can match that opportunity with, with, with somebody who's doing something good, it's, it's, it's hugely important. Um, for example, I was in, in doing a women's economic forum in Jakarta. This Italian lady came in and she said, we've got a grant and we need to get this grant promised uh, by the 21st of September. And it's a grant. I'm looking for Indonesia. And I said, Bali, okay, Eco Mantra, they've got the 14 things you're looking for. They want to do recycling and composting and all that. Bang, you know, immediately put them together. So I think you've always, um, what I promise to do is always be on the lookout to who I meet, find out what they do. And if I can match that up to somebody who can uh, benefit from that or or they can support that, 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 that that's, that's the, the mission, the aim. And, and I think it should be, you know, always, always look for that opportunity to who you can match and assist, you know, that's hopefully what I do. Well, you definitely do. And it's, uh, it's been educational as always Thank talking you. to you and very inspirational. Please keep doing what you do. Thank you. You're inspiring many, many, many people, just not in Bali, but I'm sure throughout Indonesia and whoever else is watching this and following you. So thank you very much. It's been you. an absolute privilege. Thank you.